0: Welcome back, listeners. Today we have a special treat. Um, I'm actually flying solo. Monica is not going to be joining us today, Um, but I'm so excited because um, one of our guests reached out to me on LinkedIn. Where else? You know, that's where everyone's finding me these days. Um, and had heard of us through the grapevine because we're getting so big and popular. And um, I chatted to her about what she's up to and her company. And I was just like, "Okay, you obviously have to be on the podcast. So um, without further ado, um, let me introduce our two guests. So first, we have um, Maddie Wen. Maddie is the one that reached out to me. Uh, She is technically the CEO of um, her company, Talent Drop. So Maddie, say hi, so everyone knows your voice. Hello. There she is. And then we have Janelle, who is um, the CTO of same company, Talent Drop. And, and the two are co-founders, um, as, as they've told me. And we'll get into more of the, the semantics and the details of what goes into this company. But um, we have Janelle T-Lentino, uh also with us. Janelle, say hi. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Taylor, for having us. <laughs> And Janelle also has a cat. And so before I met her today, I already was cosmically bonded with her because we have bougie cats. And your cat, Maddie, you were telling me Janelle's cat's like your unofficial logo, right? Or mascot? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Unofficial company mascot. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> <That's> Janelle's cat. <laughs> <laughs> also makes her way into like product demos. Like oh. Around. Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. I mean, yeah. Girl after my own heart, like cats are just my life. So I know we'll be yeah. best friends. So the two of you are co-founding this company talent drop. And Maddie, you told me about how you are involved in something called Y Combinator, which is something that I have heard of. It's one of those things where I'm like, I should, it's like something you hear about in that show, Silicon Valley. You're like, oh, yeah, it's one of those, you know, incubators and you like have investors and you incubate ideas. And I don't that's like I just think of a bunch of people like smart people coming up with ideas and I don't know, coming up with companies like, is that what it is? How does it work?
1: That's actually the way that I've been explaining it is I'll say, have you seen Silicon Valley? And have (laughs) you seen like the episode where everyone's on stage pitching their thing with the slides saying, and we're going to change the world and we're local social mobile? Well, we're low mo so like. (laughs) definitely go YouTube it, but like, yeah, that's pretty much uh that's, that's like graduation day of YC, mm. which is a summer program. It's 10 weeks. Actually, they also have a winter program, but we're doing the summer one. Um, and it's kind of like, yeah, I guess it's an accelerator incubator boot camp. I don't really know what mm. like their ter- favorite term is, but um, kind of like startup school essentially. Mm.
0: And so did you guys have this company, before and this was a way to kind of jumpstart to really get it going? Or did you create it like just to apply for Y Combinator? How does how does that process work and how do you get involved in it?
1: Yeah, we had it before and Janelle joined me. I was like, started on my own and recruiting co-founders and Janelle joined in March, 2020, which we all know is great time to do a startup. Excellent time. Excellent time. So, yeah. so things are a little weird and slow last year, um, which I think was also like prompting us to want to do something that would help us just like speed things along. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you do it to kind of just like just, it's just like a booster like you get all these resources you get connections fundraising is easier customers are easier like it's kind of just like a credential that really helps you as a startup so that was like one thing i would say we wanted to get out of it and
2: navigating things like fundraising and how to you know measure your own metrics um they really educate you on a lot of the stuff that hadn't even really occurred to us beforehand so it's mm-hmm. been pretty eye-opening in a lot of different ways. And Janelle, um, what attracted you to, to join Maddie? I was a nomad for a bit. Um, I uh, We work at Snap together and I had left and was just trying different things out. I took a lab job um, (laughs) and thought I wanted to test things out there, but then realized it was not for me. And so um, my roommate at the time had worked with Maddie on the same team and we're all good friends. And she said, Oh, did you know, Maddie's starting her own thing. And at that time, um, I don't know. I was like, Oh, that sounds really awesome. Oh, maybe it's like too late. Bummer. I wish I, you know, had known about this earlier and had connected with her earlier, but Um, I guess like things just aligned and she hit me up and said, Hey, let's have coffee and, you know, talk about what I'm working on. And then just kind of went from there. So yeah, it it just felt like the right thing to do. I don't know how to really explain it, but I think I just had this gut feeling of this is what I want to work on and this is who I want to work on it with. So yeah, it just worked out, I guess. (laughs)
0: And Maddie, from your side, how, how did you, well, first of all, let's back up. Can you tell me a little bit more about talent drop and, and what exactly it is and what exactly you were, you were trying to get Janelle to work on?
1: Yeah, well, and it's funny. At the time, we were actually working on different things. So the the real story is we've just kind of been two people trying random shit for like a year and a half, which actually most <laughs> <is what laughs> startups really are. Yeah. Um, like even in I used to work at Instacart. They were trying to make the CEO was trying to make like a lawyer networking app, and like then made Instacart. So like it. it yeah. People like, forget about these other stories, but like, usually the thing that takes off and this is the case for us right now, like, isn't the first thing we've tried. So we were trying, but I'm a talent person recruiting history. So we knew it was always going to be something in the talent space. Um, but like, I didn't, I had like, a little money and some ideas, but like that's it and couldn't code. And then Janelle, like it was just like a really good alignment of we, we each had like what the other person didn't have. And Janelle was kind of like, I can code and I also want to work for myself, but I don't have like the business side stuff. I haven't raised money, or whatever. So it was like perfect timing for us to join up. So what we're doing now is um, essentially trying to turn recruiting into an open marketplace instead, which I don't know if that's even like best descriptor, which I'm also working on. Um, (laughs) But instead of like, oh, I'm going to hire this one recruiter to just source uh, whoever they might source that day. Companies are just like, I have a problem. It's recruiting. I don't care who solves it. I will pay that person to solve it. And so we want to just like open up that network of people who can like solve the problem, which is referring a candidate. So it could come from a recruiter that you didn't engage, but has the right candidate. It could come from an engineer who knows a friend engineer who's looking, um, it could come from someone's newsletter. So we're trying to just open that up and make it more efficient. Um, that's essentially how it works. Yeah. It
0: makes so much sense because, um, when we were talking about, I, I, as, as our listeners know, I just went through this whole recruiting process and like every company you just mentioned were companies that interviewed with too. So it was funny. Um, but in that process, like, you, I'm used to being like, oh, I can refer someone for the job I currently work at and get a referral bonus. But if I see on LinkedIn, like, hi, I'm hiring roles. I'm like, skip, you know, if it has nothing to do with me. Um, but I have a network of a lot of people that I know. And if I had, if I was incentivized to refer them for companies that may, it may not be in my best interest, like I may not care about the longevity of that company, but if I was incentivized in another way, it could, it yeah. could definitely be good for me. So I like that idea, but it sounds like you, the two of you kind of came together more as a partnership, but like, like knowing that you want to work together rather than like, you know, this is what we are really passionate about. It seems like that kind of, that piece kind of comes later and who knows, maybe this is not even the last idea.
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, we knew we wanted to tinker with ideas in this space Mm -hmm. Um, just because as you mentioned, there's a lot of pieces that don't feel quite right or make that much sense. Um, you know, why do you have a ton of random recruiters hitting you up and how do you know which jobs are good? And it, it's just a lot more powerful coming from your own network.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
2: um, yeah, we, who knows, like hopefully <laughs> maybe it won't, but we'll see soon. enough. Yeah, we still have a lot of other
1: <laughs> random ideas. So, um, yeah, I also feel like so many founders, like they have this, story that's sort of like their press story and their investment story and their external story. And then there's like the real story. And I remember like talking to Kevin Zistrom at like a party one time where I saw him and uh, uh, who started Instagram. And we were talking about this and he's like, yeah, it's always like usually the founders just like, was like annoyed at something. And that's like Mm -hmm. the real story. He's like, Oh, I like my honest thing was I just hated Twitter. (laughs) And so I just wanted to take the pictures like from Twitter or whatever. And like, but that's not like the story you're going to go, you know, tell usually it's like, and then I did this and I realized this. And like, I had this aha moment. And like, I think for Janelle specifically, it's very like we just kind of like, we didn't, we were tired of working for other people's ideas. That was like a big one is we're like, well, we're smart. Like why should we grind for like, especially mostly men like founders. And so we, you know, like we can do this stuff too. Um, and all these offers to join other people's things, like I don't know. It just felt like not like they all kind of started sounding the same, at least to me personally. And I was like, I think I want to just try, like, instead of waiting for someone else to like change things that I'm complaining about, like, I'll just do it myself. Um, And so that was like, I think a big part of it is just us wanting to like, just like have ownership over our like professional lives. And so that, that's like, has nothing to do with the actual ideas that we're passionate about, which we are, but that's like another thing we were passionate about, I think. So.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of times I'm, I have that thought where I'm like, yeah, like I want to be in charge. I want to, I have these like lofty goals, but then I'm like, I feel a little too lazy for that. Like that's <laughs> like a lot of work and it's <laughs> nice to just be plugged into a company and just do your job. And then you're done at the end of the day, like founding a company comes with so much, so many challenges um, and just like a lot of energy, like, how are you guys gearing up for that?
1: <laughs> not, to, not to scare you. I mean, I, I don't
0: know anything, so I not speaking from zero experience. of okay. all
2: No, I hear you. Like I've definitely had periods, um, of my life that way too, where it's like, you know what? I just want to check out at six, yeah. not worry about it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I mean, maybe speaking for both of us, like it, there was a lead up to this where it was like, okay, that you do that for a while, and not after that, then what? Yeah, so. yeah, and yeah.
0: so probably comes in waves. Like you, you, some, you, start like at, at some point in your life, you get this stroke of motivation where you're like, yeah, like I'm going for it, and it doesn't even feel like work because you're working on something. I mean, that I hate what I hate. I'm, I scratch what I just said. I hate when people say that. It doesn't even feel like work because I'm so passionate about it. Like, I love to wake up at 5 a.m. and like. <laughs>
1: right. I'm like, going to Disneyland doesn't feel like work. But yeah.
2: like. <laughs> no,
0: um, actually, yeah. no, no, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's work. It's still work. Let's still not get ourselves. Uh-
0: that's um, like the most tired I, I ever am on the way back from Disneyland <laughs> in the hot sun where you're standing in line. No, don't. I would rather fu- found my own company than go to Disneyland.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Even knowing how good the churros are, because that's my motivation for Disneyland.
0: Yeah. And like the, the Mickey ice cream bars are pretty good.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm down with those. Sure. Yeah. Um, but what yeah, we
2: talking think- about? <laughs> <laughs> how do we, how do we find it in us? I mean, honestly, like I don't even are, a conscious like process. It was just like, okay, let's just do it. YOLO. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah.
1: And I was yeah. going to say like, we definitely are tired, like 99% of the time. And <laughs> most of our conversations are like, I'm tired.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, hey, we were like, I'm tired. Yeah. I don't to go to this meeting. I do think
1: like, I think we've done a really good job actually, which I'm proud of us for. for, of like, not like succumbing. And and sometimes we do for sure. Everyone does, but like to succumbing to like the external pressure of like kind of doing what everyone else does and doing what you're, you think you're supposed to do. And there's a lot of people in our YC batch who are like 23 year old engineers Mm -hmm. who like just left Facebook and they just have all the time and energy in the world. And we're just very like real with ourselves that we're like, even if we did that for a little bit, we would like burn out, get annoyed, not want to work for a while. And so I think we've done like a pretty good job at like trying to just do what's best for like, we always put ourselves as people first. And that's, I love that about our partnership is we just prioritize that above everything. So we're like, you need the day off. I'm going to take the day, like whatever. And it's just never a problem where if we had other partners, I think who were not on the same page, it would just cause a lot of tension. So like, it's a thing, like, yeah, like managing the, the burnout
2: is (laughs) tough. Sometimes it's like, Hey, I just need two hours to get my nails done. Yeah, (laughs) No shame. It's Kind of like, here's a nice thing I want to do for myself. Like, and I, I love that too about us is that it's just like, you know, we, we trust each other. We trust everyone on our team, like go do what you need to do because you'll just get back to it you know, when you're ready, um, which has just worked out really well.
0: Yeah. And especially like on the engineering side, which I'm more familiar with than, than obviously Maddie's side, but sometimes you, it's actually counterproductive to like sit there and try to just jam something out of your brain. Like it just doesn't work. And if you go two hours to get your nails done, like you're sitting in the nail chair and you're like, Oh, there it is. Like yeah. I
2: solved it. Oh, totally. <laughs> and I, I fall into that trap still too. Sometimes yeah. like sometimes I'm sitting here at night, like staring at these screens and I appreciate, you know, Maddie will just be like, just, just go to sleep. Like whatever. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you told me that because it's true. Um, you know, it'll come to you later. <laughs> you have to take it's, care it's of it. It's
0: really crazy how the brain works like that. Um, you just cannot force yourself. Mm. Um, okay. Wait, circling back to YC as the cool people call it, Y Combinator, um, the people in the know. So are you guys, I don't like pardon these ignorant questions. Are you guys competing for funding or is there, you said there's like a graduation, like what, what happens after Why comedy? like what, besides getting the tools and information on funding and stuff. I, yeah. Is it a competition thing, or this is just a period you're going through to learn, um, and you'll take those skills with you after.
1: Yeah, I would say it's not explicitly a competition, <laughs> um, but like everybody is fundraising at the end of the day and you all present alongside each other. So mm-hmm. it's almost more like a competition for attention than anything. Because mm-hmm. There is a lot of money and it's primarily like a funding mechanism for. Right. And so so investors know that founders know that. Um, so I think it's not really like there's only one. And there are some programs like this, but it's not like there's like $1 million prize and the first person gets it and the second place gets a second one. It's like not at all like that, mm-hmm. which is nice because it's not it's not like... I don't know. What, what do you think, Janelle? It's not like overly competitive for money.
2: No. And, you know, with these batches getting bigger, um, there's just so much diversity in what people are working on. So some people are working on, you know, hardware. Some people are working on a lot of social good stuff. Some people are working on, um, you know, like environmental stuff ed tech. And so, yeah, it, it is a... a big mess of just demos at the end so there Mm -hmm. is a sense of like you want to stand out somehow amongst this sea of startups Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time like I think it's also understood that you know there's just everyone just all over the place there's kind of a huge sampling platter Um, but yeah you know I mean honestly before we got into this badge like I didn't know much at all about YC either. (laughs) Like I didn't know what it would entail. I didn't know like what the structure was. Um, so it's definitely been kind of interesting to, to learn all of this just on the fly.
0: And did you apply and is there, is there like a, an acceptance rate? Like how hard is it to get into YC?
1: We did. We actually applied last year and didn't get in, and Mm -hmm. then applied again this year and did. And we just one person in our group. This is their fifth time (gasps) applying. So some people try for many years, um, and some people do it multiple times. It's some some companies have been around for seven plus years. Some companies are brand new, like this year. So it's it is a huge range. Um, I think we looked up that. What were the stats? Like, it is something crazier than we thought it was. It's like
2: it's kind of like yeah, one like
1: or two cool. person. Like, <gasps> it's like really yeah, small. yeah, and they get. I think what was it like sixty thousand like applicants like something something crazy. Wow, which we didn't yeah. know until after, and we were like, we're glad we didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: amazing. Congrats! That's some like Harvard admissions rates. Right. Less than. That's a med school. That's some Harvard med school <laughs> <laughs> admissions rates.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. I guess like they opened up applications to everyone in the world because of COVID. Ooh. But because of that, the application pool just got that much bigger. So they were saying the batch was 16,000. Oh, applications. <laughs> Not Bixie, but, Bixie. Yeah. but still, I mean it's like so many tens of thousands. No, thousands. I didn't even know there were that many startups in the world. I guess. No. No. Oh my gosh. And you and how many are
0: in your batch?
1: So ours are about, it's about 400 companies, almost a thousand founders total. Okay. Um, yeah. And I think wow. the first one was like 30. So it's gotten, it's gotten bigger every year. Yeah.
0: And what are some of, you were telling me, like, what are some of the biggest companies just to put into context what this program can do for people? What are the, some of the big companies that have come out of YC?
1: Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Um, Airbnb, Instacart, Coinbase, um, well, what else? Like Stripe, Stripe, mm-hmm. Rex, um, I mean, Door da- Doordash, I think. Mm. Um, no, no, no. There's like a ton, like a yeah. ton you would have oh, that of.
0: that definitely paints the picture. Yeah. It's so cool. It's also like this is not an ad for Y Combinator, even though we're talking about it the whole time. It's <laughs> I'm just so curious. Like, um, I'm so it's so interesting. It's so interesting. It's kind of like, I don't know, it reminds me of a hackathon or something where you're all like in there, like. You know, hacking away on your ideas and, and trying to, trying to win the, win the attention of the judges. Um, but that's so cool. I, um, I just, I just admire you two so much. That is, it's so hard. I'm sure being female founders. Well, let's, let's talk about that actually. Like what, what's, what are your thoughts on being like female founders? Like, I feel like everyone's always saying that I I'm of the mind of, I like calling it out because like, I feel like it's like a badge of honor. Like I'm a female founder. That actually means you did way more to get where you are, (laughs) but um, I'm sure you've probably noticed that people refer to you more often. Like, you know, people are never referred, men are never referred to as male founders. So how, like, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Oh my gosh. I also take the controversial opinion on this, which is that I've seen all these posts from from female founders and female CEOs being like, oh, but I don't want to be known as like a female founder. It should be normalized. And like, yeah, but it's not. It's just- And it's like less than 3% of funding still goes to, I think Ugh. like back in women founders. And so it's like, yeah, we have, like, I think we should be calling it out until it is 50-50, which we're mm-hmm. very far from. So right. like, I like, am very much always like, nah, female founder, female CEO. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, that, that's like very much think. Right. What do you think, Chanel?
2: Oh, I'm totally the same. I mean, there's just a different set of challenges um, that we have because we are women. Yeah. Um, you know, especially like Maddie and I are in our thirties, you know, there are like real life things going on um, that men just aren't confronted with, unfortunately.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. I mean, even just the treatment and the kinds of advice that we get, you know, we've been told Wait, tell me okay oh <laughs> where can we start <laughs> I mean so I was complaining to Maddie about this the other day Um, I had a, it was a day of meetings and I had two meetings in a row where this was co- totally like a very subtle thing and I don't think he even realized it, but when I was, they never do, they never, they 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 never never think about it. I I was having a chat with another founder and I was telling him how we like scrambled to build our first vision or or, or, our first version, sorry, in less than two weeks, because that was part of our kind of like YC deadline. Um, Mm -hmm. they, we interviewed and they challenged us to build a working version and have it launched um, within a month. So I was telling him about this. And the first thing he says to me is, oh, so you use no-code software, right? And I oh, I, I didn't, I, at first I was like, oh, that is a really weird first question to receive. I don't know if that's a standard first question to receive. Is that person an engineer? Um, No, he's a PM. Oh, um, and he knows you're an engineer. Yeah, and I I had told him that in the beginning, and so I was like, okay, well that that was weird. And then my meeting after that, um, also <laughs> with another, engineer, he was asking me for my background, so I spent five minutes talking about how I was an engineer at Snap. And then after the five minutes, he was like, wait, so you were coding? Oh, always. Like, oh. <laughs> always. It oh. takes
0: about three introductions. Hi, like, what do you do? I'm a software engineer. So. Wait, wait, 10 minutes later. So, wait, are you you coding? Exactly. Yeah. Coding.
2: This would have happened too many times for it to just be like a one off. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's in this. Yeah. yeah, It's (laughs) just like these little things, they add up. And you take the entirety of our careers, and it's like, okay, well, it's almost like you have to try extra hard to drive the stake in. Like, yes, this is, I am doing this. Like, we are capable of this. Ugh.
0: um, the, it, it, we were talking before we started recording about like buzzwords. Um, and that kind of sounds like one of those things that he's trying to sound smart being like, Oh, well you used no code software. I haven't even heard that term. Like, you know, it sounds like, it sounds like it's, it, that's in his, the back of his mind is something to suggest as yeah. like this random idea he heard about what, like that's him trying to sound smart, you know? Well, and also just being rude and not believing <laughs> that you could turn out a, a prototype like, ew, I'm so (laughs) grossed out by that. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Wait. So what was his response when you were like, no, it was fully coded up.
2: I coded (laughs) that up. It was like, oh, okay. And then just kind of like, it was like, it didn't even register as like a conscious thing. It was, it was really weird. And so that's why I was left like, and this happens frequently. I'm sure you can relate mm-hmm. where you're afterwards. You're like, am I overreacting? Am I being no. sensitive? No. Um, I, I just was like, did I hear that correctly? Cause it, you know, it was kind of like, Oh, okay. And um, yeah. Totally normal thing for me to ask. No problem. Maybe you're just overreacting.
0: Okay. Well, Janelle, now you're the CTO of your company. So how are you going to put you on the spot here? How are you going to create a culture of engineering where things like this happen less? And if they do happen, like are, are responded to, like, have you thought about how Oh, it's like absolutely. A super intimidating thing to think about? Cause unless you have all women, like (laughs) something like that is going to happen.
2: Yeah. And you know, I I think this is where I I feel fortunate having experienced some of these things. I mean, not just in that like example, but in others too. Um, I, having gone through it enough times, like, yeah, it's real. Um, (laughs) I think, you know, we want to create a place where, you know, people enjoy working. And so, Um, I've also just had a lot of imposter syndrome, like forever, even Mm -hmm. though people are like, what, that's crazy. Like, why? And it's like, no, I I really do. And so I think I just want to make sure that everyone feels comfortable and heard and really just address these things on the spot if they ever happen. And Mm -hmm make it feel like, Hey, it's okay to ask questions. You know, going back to these acronyms, hell, I don't know what all these acronyms are either. Yeah. I mean, they're like KPIs and GMV and I'm like furiously Googling, like, what are these things? I don't know. Um, That's fine. Like ask the question. It's okay. And also just like making it, making it a place where it's not all about who's the most vocal person who stands out. I'm not like that. I'm I'm not going to be like trying to talk over people and like dominate a meeting. Um, No, and and some of your best people aren't going to be like that either. A lot of times, women, because you don't want to be having to like make these arguments against (laughs) these kind of more aggressive guys sometimes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, those are things that you know. Hopefully, when we get there, like we'll definitely be able to create that environment but I, I think like just drawing on my own personal experiences like very that, that's very that's really important to me
0: <laughs> yeah and matt and maddie like you you guys are making those hiring decisions so it's like it it's probably really exciting to be able to just choose the people you know for the first time ever really <laughs> you get to choose everyone you're working with at least in the beginning um what are some of the things that you're thinking about as you You said you have a team now, so I do have other people that you are working with that you've hired on and and what kind of qualities are you looking for
1: in those people? Yeah, we have four and we've had like a couple more than that and a couple less, like kind of throughout this last year, but like, it is, it's really great to just be able to like do whatever you want, especially having been in talent and seeing all of the like crazy requirements people kind of hand you as the recruiter. And you're like, okay, maybe three of these are relevant, but like the 12 like stupid things that you're asking me are just like, I get that you don't want a bad hire, but like you can't, I don't know. It's just, It's just, and it's tough. It's tough to like meet a stranger and be like, yes, you're going to be a top performer. Like, how can you possibly know that? Um, we, our strategy has pretty much been like hire smart people and train them. Um, and so it's really nice to be able to do whatever we want because we can do that and we can hire whoever we want. Um, and so that's our entire team isn't had, doesn't have talent backgrounds and they're like, I mean, I've worked with great teams, but they could literally like hold their own with the professionals I've managed at Uber, at Snapchat, like really, really smart people. Like they're great. And so it's, it's like an interesting case for just like, just hire people who are smart and capable, who you just like want to be around and who work and respect each other. And like, so much can just happen from that. I mean, not every job. Like, I don't know that we would do that with engineering or some of this stuff where we're like, we need this specific skill set because none of us know what we're doing. Um, but for <laughs> a lot of the stuff that like, yeah, I can, I, we can just like, they can learn on the job because they're just, they're smart. And so we've hired just kind of like overlooked talent, to be honest. And yeah. that's been like a really just fun thing. And we're sort of like, well, we're also employers. And this is like a good opportunity for us to just like, give opportunities to people, pay them well that we never would have otherwise and would have been hard for them to break into tech too, you know, with all these like, oh, we're, you know, we have like snobby tech requirements. Mm -hmm. Um, And so our people are like all over the world, actually, mostly the US, but they're all over. Um, Yeah. And it's just great because we can like, we just try to, we pay like as competitively as we possibly can for being such an early startup. And we just like to hire like good, smart people with like good personalities.
0: <laughs> yeah. And like all of those snobby tech requirements are just ways to just gatekeep in the, in the industry. Like if I, any, I don't have a computer science background. I did a boot camp in yeah. web, in web development. I learned Swift completely on the job at Disney under a mentor who actually now works at Snap. I wonder if you know him. Um, but he like taught me literally everything I knew. So if, if they hadn't, thought I was a smart, capable person that could learn, I would have never gotten that job. And probably any job (laughs) thereafter, like you need to be, people need to be given a chance. And it is, but it's really hard to like, see, like, how do you see that in a person? And like, what are the qualities that they actually need to have? Cause someone could work at Uber, Snapchat, Instagram, all these companies we're talking about. And like, and suck. I'm
2: sorry. It's terrible. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> you credentials. You know what to put on the resume. Maybe you got to go to a fancy school, whatever. Yeah. And... Get in that way. But yeah, and
0: have friends that work there that hired you. You get in early. early. And
2: I know that, you know, you having come out of a, a boot camp, I mean, I feel like you need to work twice as hard more than because mm-hmm. you're starting from scratch. You're learning an insane amount of material in a very short time. Mm-hmm. And it's like you have your hurdles are just that much higher, yeah. which I think are that much more admirable, actually. Um, yeah. But it, it sucks and it's not fair.
0: Yeah. And it's just like, I can choose to work places that value who I am as a person and like that journey that I've gone through and just choose to not work at the places that are like, you must have 15 years of experience and Mm four-year degree in computer science. Like those places are not for me. And like they're disgraced. And the only people that defend having a computer science degree are like the ones that
2: have it and like maybe have a hard time (laughs) getting jobs (laughs) I mean they're so pissed (laughs) very little I I have one of these degrees and very little what I've actually spent all my time in class doing like it's like what you 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 know you learn swift on the job Mm -hmm. similarly like I learned web programming. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You, you just learn it on the job. So right. no, I I it's this weird gatekeeping mechanism that just doesn't make sense in practice.
0: And it's like, um, you know, if if we held everyone to those standards, then no women would be in tech, like yeah. no people of color. It's just a way to like keep the status quo and Sorry, we're breaking through it, ladies. We're we're getting <laughs> we're gonna break down the exactly.
1: gates. <laughs> exactly. I also feel like the bets are always taken on like male candidates, and I, and this is yeah. like just me having seen this for the last eight years. Is we would have engineers at Instagram. Well, I shouldn't like put these companies on <laughs> some places, um, and everyone does it. And it's not like to your point. Like it's not like they're purposefully being like, we hate women, like no one's really sitting around doing that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just that whenever I saw like the high school dropout, the person who just coded on the side and taught themselves, like it just like was never a woman for some reason. And I was like, that happens more like often enough that there must just be some like unconscious pattern there. Mm-hmm. And then you hear people also or I do all the time say, you know, no boot camp people, like yeah. and it's like especially now that CS used to be like 10% women and now it's 50% and they don't want recent grads and they don't want boot camp. And I'm like, okay, then that's like mostly women right now. Yeah, <laughs> so
0: exactly. Now. It's yeah. so true. It's so true. Yeah. It, I mean, and the recruiting process is so funny. Like I had a recruiter say, uh, say to me, like it was like a um, like he was very proud of himself for this. Like he was a hero for this. He said, I, I said, are there any women on my panel? I want to make sure that I hear like an experience from a woman at this company. And he, he was like, Oh, I'm not sure. Let me check. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I love, I love women. I love diversity. I love women. <laughs> I'm, I'm so into that. Um, you know what? I actually just hired a woman who's eight months pregnant. I love women. And I was like, he was saying it like that was like,
1: <laughs> I
0: love it. <her>. Wow. <laughs> I but no he way. was like, he was like, I mean, it got it got weird. He was like, he was like, <laughs> I, I would want my mom to get a job whether I was in her belly or not. I mean, I just oh my <laughs> god, <gosh. laughs> like I bet you do. <laughs> and this was at, by the way, this was at one of the companies that we've been keep bringing up at the in this call. It's not like a random wow. company. So I, it was just <laughs> like you're like wow, so meet me on the other side. Like that's great. I love to hear that. Like. I mean,
1: <laughs> oh my God, that is so cringe, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you're so right. Like, I feel like, um, I feel like with men sometimes like the debrief will after will be like, yeah, I don't know. Something was a little off, but like, you know, they've worked at X, Y, and Z like, and it wasn't that bad, like just more excuses are made. And for women, it's like, if some, one thing is off, it's like, mm no, like she did this and like, that's a red flag or whatever. Just, just yeah. less, um, Leslie way is given, given to women. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a hard world out there, but I mean, you all are starting your own company and you can hopefully like, just start You just don't have people in in recruiting, uh, calls, say weird ass stuff like that to, Uh, people are, that are going to come to work with you. (laughs) It really is just all about the culture. Like I'm, it starts with obviously the founders, um, and, and just the awareness, like even Janelle, what you were saying about not being the loudest in the room. Like many CEOs are men who are the loudest one in the rooms. They would never, it would never even occur to them that people have ideas (laughs) that are not, you know, the, some of the best ideas come from people that are not apt to
2: speak up. Exactly. And some people just don't like to debate back and forth, yeah. you yeah. know, it's like winning a debate. I mean, some people just don't operate that way and they shouldn't be left behind just because they don't. So, yeah, just, you know, keeping that in mind as we move forward and hopefully as this gets bigger, we're also like we're fairly
1: humble or at least I like to think so. And like, <laughs> oh. so that, that's actually like, it like hurts us with fun specifically with fundraising and fundraising is really tough because it's most investors, by far, are men. Most founders, yeah. by far, are men. And so it's just such like ingrained in how it's always been, and and in and like the behaviors that are rewarded, like it truly is just like more naturally male. Like we we just keep getting told like you need to be more aggressive, you need uh, to be more like it's always aggression and it's always like, but then you can be, to... be
0: too aggressive for sure.
1: You need right, to be a exactly. lady.
0: You still need to be a lady and look pretty when you go to. place. Exactly.
1: the Right. Right. Exactly. So that's, t- and we're, and we get uncomfortable just like having to brag about our backgrounds and like, like we do better when we introduce each other because we're yeah. sort of like in awe of each other, but we would like never talk about ourselves that way. Yeah. But like, I, it's just not how fundraising works. And you're supposed to talk about these, like, you know, this idea that you have that in all likelihood is not going to turn into a billion dollars, <laughs> but you have to pitch it like that. And then you have yeah. to talk like, you know, you're the shit around town and it's, it just feels so fake. And that's not really what we're like, but it gets totally punished in, um, in fundraising. And it's like, usually women like bring this, I've we've just heard other female founders talk about that too, where they're like, we're just a little bit, more like, I guess, shy or we're more realistic or we just approach the conversation differently. And like, it just, I bet you it does affect how much money like we can actually raise. So
0: that's so true. I feel like men just have more blind, like, like just think everything they come up with is gold. Like they actually think that many men, like, because they're so entitled. So it's like, I never thought of it that way where they, they actually do believe with all their heart and soul that this is the next thing. Yeah. And it's not that you guys don't believe you're just like, you know, we don't know. We don't have the data. We don't have this, you know, like there's a lot to be, that remains to be seen, but that's so funny. That's our yeah. uh, <laughs>
1: Our, in YC, they give you like partners that are just sort of like your mentors and your specific like investors who work with you and help you make your company better. And in our last one, he, our partner was literally like... So most startups like only have 10% of their shit figured out, but they think they have 90% figured out. And like, then there's startups like you guys that have like 85% figured out, but don't think they have it figured out. (laughs) And like, we were like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right. He's like, you, why aren't you confident in your own idea that like, I am confident in for you. And we were like, okay, interesting.
0: (laughs) That's actually a great place to bring it back to and probably end on for us is like, that's imposter syndrome. Like that's, and like yes. at some point it actually is a superpower. Cause you're always thinking about what else, like you're always thinking there must be something I'm missing. There must be something I need to account for. And in this case, when you're starting your own business, that's really to your advantage because you're not going to miss things.
1: Right. Right. And they're all the things that like are just subtly have trained us to like, make us feel like, Oh, we're like dumb. And we shouldn't be here. Like even when I was starting, I would go to these founder meetups and it would be, first of all, literally all dudes, all dudes. And then no one who was not technical. And I would be like, oh, hi, like blah, blah, blah. I'm starting a thing. And they're like, are you an engineer? I'd be like, no, I'm a recruiter. And they'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Here? And I'm like, I don't know. I guess I should go jump off a bridge then. Like, yeah. So like, it's like a hundred percent. It's always just like, I get, and I'm, and we're also like girly. Like we like to like look nice. And it's, and like, that doesn't mean that we're dumb, but it, it feels sometimes like, oh, I'm not just like slaving away at my computer. And like, well, I mean, I look terrible right now. Like, <laughs> okay. but I,
2: don't know. Know. I mean, we
0: so do- I don't- <laughs> believe you're capable of looking nice. Maddie, I believe right.
1: <laughs> no one who's listening needs to I actually look amazing right now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Totally. <laughs>
1: But like, it's just like different things that you balance when you're like, when you're a girl, like, it's just true. So. Yeah.
0: And like, we're just well-rounded humans. I mean, it sounds like you guys are, I don't obviously don't know you that well. It sounds like you guys have some good heads on your shoulders and you're not just like, you know, doing nothing, but your jobs 24 seven, like you have a life and that just like makes you a more well-rounded person. And I bet all those like nerdy engineering founders, like have a hard time speaking in front of VCs or speaking to anyone in general, clearly if they made you feel badly. So like screw them.
1: Exactly. And it's actually, it is a talent attractor for anybody who's going to be like hiring or doing their own thing. Like it's actually the best place it's helped us is it's been very easy for us to recruit. And normally that's like a huge pain point. And we work with, I shall not name anybody, but some founders who are just like, just like really tough to pitch as a hiring manager. And yeah. you're like, I don't like you. I wouldn't want to work with you. And so, and it's just like, there's just this base level human thing where you're like, I just don't want to work with you. And ah, so like, yeah. I do think that's helped us a lot because people are like, oh, they're like normal ish. Like, work
0: with yeah, It's all about who you want to work with. I mean, I, I think I told you Maddie on our first call that I just fully dropped out of a on site in the middle of it. Cause I met the hiring manager. Yeah. I was like, no, yep. so, uh, Good you call, know?
1: just like you know? call it
0: yeah. when you see it, yeah. I don't want to like, okay. go do a three hour coding challenge.
2: No, thank you. Like I'm, you're yeah. mean and rude. So, um, <laughs> yes, I love it. That is, that is exactly the right thing to do. <laughs> no, thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, you guys are so fun. Any last thoughts on? imposter syndrome or ways that you're trying to combat it as you have become founders and you're entering this new kind of chapter of your careers.
2: You're not alone. Totally. (laughs) So true. You're not alone. It's okay. I think you just have to keep on fighting the good fight, but I, I think it's helpful to know. It's always helpful for us when we talk to other Founders, female and male, who are like, Oh, I have real imposter syndrome, where we're like, Oh, yeah, us too. Yeah. And you know, we have so much admiration for everyone. And so it, it's comforting. Yeah. That that it at any stage, like it's there and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean that you're not capable, not at all. Um, and you just have to keep like working through it. I know that's kind of basic advice, but <laughs> Clearly we're still figuring it out as we go to. <laughs> yeah. We
1: definitely it's kinda of never it's never like a thing you finish solving. Um, but I think yeah, it's helpful to to kind of like if you can. Like if I can like build myself up to be the first person to like lay it out there and be honest about, yeah, like not feeling comfortable or having some dumb question or like it's tough to do, but that actually helps a lot because then it, it almost like gives permission to the other person to say that too. And then you'll find out that like, oh, like actually more people felt this way than I thought or Um, so that's been like nice. It's almost just like who goes first on feeling like a failure. (laughs) So,
0: yeah, I feel like it also, it kind of ingratiates you to people. Like I, I, when I meet people that are like, Hmm, I've never heard of imposter syndrome. I'm like, okay, like (laughs) then, you know, you're making me feel worse. Like, I, I just feel like it's just a humanizing thing that, I mean, most of us, I think feel, and if you say you don't, I just don't believe you. (laughs) <laughs> um, or you've really pushed it down. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's just a way. Yeah. It's a way to like get on a level playing field. And, and also like the fat like you, like you just said, like the faster you ask questions or raise your hand that you don't know something and get it answered, the more, the less of that that feeling you'll have, like, if you hold on for a few weeks of not knowing something and then you have to ask it, it makes it a much bigger thing. So I've always been like that when, you know, early stages of things, I'm like trying to ask questions so off the bat that, you know, before people expect me to know the answers, like the, almost that expectation is gone. And then, you know, you don't feel bad. Cause I I think that's like, that's the hardest thing for many people is like, Oh, I don't want to inconvenience. I don't want to ask questions. I don't want to sound stupid. I don't want to look dumb. Um, but you look worse if you don't ask the question and you're stuck there weeks later being like,
1: um, actually what am I supposed to be doing? Right, right. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I'll take my inspiration from men and have less shame. Like they yes. do. That's so.
0: <laughs> no, totally. That's why I always say channel, channel that white man, that entitled yeah. white man that, that thinks he has 90% of it figured out and only has 10%.
1: Exactly. You know? 10- yeah.
0: <laughs> and then you have more data points of yourself actually succeeding. And that helps combat the imposter syndrome. Cause you have times you can look back on and be like, I felt really scared and terrible, but then it all worked out and I was able to get through it. So I feel like that's yeah. all I mean. just that bank. You got to build that bank up of successful times.
1: That's so true.
0: Well, you all are awesome. I'm so glad I got to talk to you too. I'm going to definitely be I'm going to be rooting for you guys to win. I know you're not, not a winning fan. I hope you guys win. Y Combinator. I'm going to be looking for you guys to get that fat check at yes. the end. And um, I'll just be tracking your journey. I'm so excited that I got to learn about the whole process and just your company. And and you too. I feel like, I feel the chemistry. I feel like it's, I feel like you guys are just going to go places.
1: Thank you so much. Also <laughs> plug for your for your podcast, our was someone on our team who was like, oh, I love Imposter. I listen oh. to it. You should like reach out to her. And I was like, I'm just going to message her right now. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, Amanda, she wrote back to me and it was like very exciting for us.
0: <laughs> You're like, how did she respond within 30 seconds? Is she just sitting there on LinkedIn? And the answer is yes. I, I am when I'm, when I was interviewing. Um, But that's so funny. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that makes me feel like a rock star when people reach out to me. So I'm so glad that we have a listener a, fa- oh, yeah. a fan we in, fans. and now hopefully have two more um <laughs> and we can all just be fans of each other
1: <laughs> exactly thank you so much for having us
2: thank you both thanks taylor bye-bye <laughs>